Hi friends, it's Sarah May and I have a podcast for you about alignment. And it's basically about aligning with your goals. So it's for anybody that's not seeing progress in a certain area of your life and you're kind of frustrated and trying to figure out why. Um, So it's kind of like, I guess it's about becoming aware of why so that you can align your actions to your true wants in life. Because when you're not getting what you want results-wise, a lot of the time it's because you are unknowingly and unconsciously acting against yourself. So there are like strange things that happen when you don't really notice or when you don't really think certain things matter. Like you will actually be blocking yourself unconsciously from achieving your goals. So uh, this is going to hopefully help you shine some light and also examine what you're doing that could be working against you. Um, So I'm going to cover a couple different kind of bigger topics. Um, So if your goal is in love or work or health, this is for you. Um, So I want you to begin by... I guess making, taking an inventory of your behavior. So literally begin to just observe yourself. And I don't mean like right now. I just mean on a day-to-day basis. Just pervasively become more aware of your habits. And I recommend creating a behavior log. So whatever, whatever area this ineffective progress is happening, just start like a behavior log in your, in your phone. And literally write down everything you do that is related to your goal. So I also want you to begin to observe your own language. So how do you interact with others surrounding this goal? How do you talk to yourself surrounding this goal? Um, So I want you to look for things that you are unconsciously allowing to happen that are not aligned with what you want. Because it might surprise you just to see yourself objectively. Because... This type of behavior is so common. Like you have absolutely no idea how you are blocking yourself from success. And a lot of the time it's self-sabotage. Like it's coming from a very deep and hidden fear. Um, Like if you have a fear of actually attaining the thing you want, even though that sounds totally illogical and you might not think you have that at all, there are certain things that are overwhelming about the idea of achieving this goal. And a lot of the time, just the anticipation of how overwhelming it is will seep into our behavior and make us actually not allow ourselves to go for it in like a complete and total way. So I will go through the three topics. You might um, might get something out of all of them, but I'll I'll try and go into the specifics of love, career, and health. The first one, alignment when it comes to love. So if you can't tell right now in your current life what could be out of alignment with you finding your match, here is a good visualization test. So imagine this ideal match, this other person, and picture what they look like. And I kind of just sculpt them in your mind right now. What do they do for a living? What do they dress like? What are their, what's a day in their life? Are they healthy or what are their hobbies? Just kind of paint this picture of this person. And now take a snapshot of yourself currently. Exactly where you are right now. 
would that person that you're looking for, your ideal match, be in love with you if they met you at your current moment in this life? If you were just to disclose everything about yourself honestly to them? And if not, why not? Because that is where the misalignment lies. If you're looking for somebody that loves exercise and, but you don't like exercise or you're not eating right, then you're not aligned with the person you're supposed to meet. So as a start, just start to confront where you are misaligned in your behavior and just look at it. And I don't, and I'm not trying to tell you to hate on yourself. This is not about being bummed about the things that are flawed in you that you can't do anything about. This is just about being completely 100% proud of who you are and knowing that self completely and acting as that self at their best, who is just ready to present this individual to the one they love all out, just to walk in and be like, hi, I'm the best. Who are you? Like, you almost want to be ready for them to prove they are the one for you back. Like, that's the kind of confidence you should have when it comes to your feelings about yourself. So you, it's just about choosing intentionally to act in alignment with your bar for yourself. And I, I just mean in your behavior. So it's not like you have to feel bad about where you're still struggling. That's a beautiful thing that you should feel awesome about. Like, I'm working really hard on myself. That's incredible. And that's something I would probably tell people too. Like, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I'm doing pretty... A lot of self-work right now, like, that's kind of incredible. So the focus on is on you becoming a person that you love. And that person should be that way at all times. I think a lot of the time we dismiss the importance of our opinions about ourselves. And we don't act as our best for ourselves. Like, we think it doesn't matter if we're behind closed doors because nobody else is seeing it. But your true self is not separate. It doesn't not exist just because it's no one else in the world can see it. Your truest sense of confidence and self-love is going to come from becoming a seamless person. Like, you have to align all of your actions at all times to be pride-worthy. And so they don't just... You can't decide that some arenas, it doesn't count. It always counts because you see it. You witness it, and it alters the way you behave and how you live your life. It alters everything. And that includes just who you hang out with, why, when, where, all of it. And it is also a major factor in who is drawn to you. So for example, if you're accepting less than ideal behavior from yourself, let's say you're accepting less than ideal relationships, just to bide time. Like you have put it in that box in your head and you're just acting as a person who, you know, is looking for the one and wants a serious relationship, but you're just, you know, killing time by having these kind of meaningless relationships. You are in, in truth acting as a person who is not fully committed and or aware of what it is they want, of who it is they want. Because your behavior is not single-minded. You're not serious about finding this other one. Because look what you're doing. You're wasting your time. You're occupied with this other stuff that is not that. And that, to another person that is looking, 
shows you are obviously not ready because you're not completely making yourself available for this other person, including with all of your time. Like, you're not using your time to find this other person. You're wasting a lot of it with these other trivial things. So when you want to meet somebody who's ready to be in a relationship, it shows. Like, when you think back to somebody you've met that's, like, really ready, there is no bullshit or ifs about it. Sorry for the S word. But you can tell. It's on the table. There's nothing you have to guess. There's no tiptoeing around it. There's no halfway version of it. It's like they lay it on the table because they don't want to waste any time. There's nothing to hide. And that doesn't mean there's no, like, courtship period. There's no, like, romance or, you know, push and pull. There's all that stuff. But it's like when it comes to this, the goal is clear. So if you're looking for love, put yourself out there and mean it. And if, it, if you're in it for a relationship that meets a certain bar, then act like it. There are no gray areas. You get to decide who is going to make you happy, and then you have to look for it, which I'm going to get to shortly. So what happens when you half look for it and you accept less than it is you stop along your path to finding the other person you're supposed to be with. Like you didn't stick to your own alignment. I think a lot of people struggle ending up with people that they're not meant to be with and like a bunch of failed relationships because despite wanting to be with somebody nice, they end up stopping along the way for a jerk. And that's probably because of alignment problems that are lying deep inside of your relationship with yourself. If that sounds like you, if you constantly go for jerks, even though you're like, I really want to meet somebody nice, there's somewhere in you you need to examine in your relationship and your feelings about yourself because somewhere you are not sure of your own value. Therefore, you are allowing somebody else to dole the attention out to you and dictate the value to you. Like you have to be reassured by somebody outside of you that you have value. And I would just start there and do some kind of investigative work because that shouldn't be happening. But just ask yourself that question. Why would I ever believe somebody who doesn't treat me well about myself? Why would I ever think what they are saying is true? Um, that's one specific example. I should get back to my, my tools. <clears throat> so here are a couple, uh, I guess, frameworks to use while you are trying to, I guess, start the process of looking for the person you're supposed to be with. Because if you don't know what you want, like let's say you have no idea, like I like everybody, I don't have a type. As a starting point, write a list of who you deserve to be with based on how you treat others. Like if you're a nice person, you just put it on your list. You deserve a nice person. Um, another starting point, ask friends to write a list of who they think you deserve based on your best traits like who they see your ideal match as. Add that to your list, whatever they write. Um, as another starting point, write what you love about your friends, like what you value most about each of your relationships. Is it somebody with a sense of humor, somebody you can be yourself around, someone inspiring or confident? Just write your favorite things about your friendships. And once you have those, those starting points, you just have the bare bones of your list. And just, that's great. Keep that and periodically add to it. And you might just start to add items based on your new growth. Like, for example, 
someone who shares desire to grow. That's a great one. Or someone who's tolerant of flaws, but is inspired to grow or inspires you to grow. You get my point. Um, But if you're looking for any relationship just to be in love because you want to be less lonely and you don't even care, that's, you have to care. This is a very important process, writing this list. Because whether or not you know it, it betters your chances of finding love and success. It doesn't limit them. It's not like you're creating a smaller pool of people at all. Because right now, you're aiming for, I don't know, or flexible instead of someone who will actually love who you are. Like, you're aiming for the giant red wall versus an actual target, which makes your trajectory completely meandering. Like, you're, I'll put it simply, a bad target means bad trajectory. Your efforts are being wasted because you're heading in all directions at once in a half-assed manner. (laughs) Sorry if that was mean. Just, like, be focused, because then you know exactly where to go, where to look, where to exert effort. It's not, it's not brain science, y'all. So if you don't, if you really don't have a type or you don't know who you're looking for, it also could be because you don't know the value of your values yet, meaning you don't have absolutes. Like, if you're the type of person that's like, you know, I'm cool with most everything, That's probably because you don't know how extreme the manifestations of those values are, which is often why life will test us. It'll test us with relationships just to show us how valuable our values are. And it is only in the wake of those traumas that result from a relationship that doesn't adhere to your values that you can really, truly accept and hold on to what you really need in a significant other and what you must only accept in a significant other. So if you haven't been through a relationship that defines your boundaries and your values to you, you're probably going to settle for, yeah, it kind of fits, or yeah, they're sort of nice because that's all you know to look for probably, or maybe you just can't distinguish what it should feel like to be in love or to have a connection because maybe it's just vague at this point and that's likely when you just don't know yourself completely like you have not grown enough to see and understand all the recesses of your person like your dreams your desires your wants who you are why A lot of the time, that's just living a disconnected life, meaning you are half numb or half meh or content. And when you live life like that, you kind of don't know what want or love or pull there is because you don't have a, a target. Like there's nothing you're trying to reach. So I think for you, if you feel numb or meh about pretty much all relationships, I think you should start by defining in yourself just something as a target, no matter how big the circle is. Start with anything, anything you want, anything you value about yourself. Just start with the most important or meaningful 
something about who you are, something defining to your personality. Just start there. Write that one thing down. And just trust that that, you mean that thing. That's one goal you have for a relationship. And decide, I don't know, like, allow yourself to be open to looking for greater than maybe you believe exists. And I only say that because I know it's hard when you don't believe love exists if if you just haven't seen proof of it before. You think, I'm probably one of those people that doesn't find that. I'm just different. Or, I don't know, most people that are in love are, like, stupid. Or, you know, like, see them on TV and you're like, oh, they're not like me. They're not complex and layered and all that stuff. That's, That's what most people think in your shoes. Because, yeah, you haven't ever witnessed it before. Why would you believe it exists? But be open to it, because it does. It's really important, no matter who you are, to align with some kind of goal for love because it's it's not like a job, it's like a relationship and it it's eternity. I mean, you're if you're looking for somebody else to be with, that's a really long time. And in the room of your life, that person's never going to go away completely. They will have an impact on you. And at the very least, it's going to be a couple of years you're going to have this person in your life. So think long and hard about the truth of you and what it is you want will become a divining rod to your match on this earth. So once you have any kind of goal, any kind of target whatsoever, just assume the ready stance. So walk like you deserve a relationship like this because unconsciously a lot of the time you might act as though you don't. And that's Because a lot of the time we suffer from unconscious fear of rejection. And that just kind of takes this backdoor to alter your path from meeting the person that you want to be with. Like you'll be unconsciously making yourself less present or attractive or available or whatever it is. Like you'll keep yourself flawed so that you don't risk the fear, like the chance of getting hurt. So once you have your ready stance, stay there and mean it. And if you really want this person, you might need to take a few hits. Like, it might hurt. You might get a few duds on the way. But this is the one that you're looking for. So they're looking for you just as hard. When it comes to a singular gift on this planet that is of great value, there will be tests along the way that are challenging you to prove you deserve who it is you want and actually take the time needed to seek them out. So... Just remember this in your path. There will be times that you are tested and you will meet someone that you think you are seeing the person of your dreams, but there will be one thing that is off. So those are very important tests to pass because they force you to commit absolutely to the 100% person that you want. And you've got to get past that last test because your one is right past it. Just stay aware and align your actions with your goals and your values at all costs. Recapping, be specific, stick to it, wait for it. And this is eternity, peeps. Uh, alrighty, that was love. Hope that helped. This is part two, which is alignment when it comes to professional goals. Um, so when it comes to work-related goals, I think a major factor for a lot of people is just unconscious fear of change that their success will bring, and also just 
fear of the success itself. I know you're thinking, like, that's ridiculous. I actually want this success. I'm not at all afraid of it. But just as an experiment, picture yourself at the pinnacle of a day in your future life. Like, you are given the green light to your dream career. And now you're in it on, like, the first day. And all eyes are on you. And you're stepping into this new foreign role. And your whole life is now different. Everything about it is different. Your time is spent differently. Your stress level is different. Your weekends are spent differently. Who you hang out with. It's a whole new arena. And because it's new, there's probably a lot of pressure on you. And you're just not totally sound in your footing yet. And you're freaking out a little bit. Like, what if I fail? I finally got here. What if I mess it all up? Um, And whether or not you can imagine this, it's actually... It's a totally logical feeling. Like, it's scary to start anything new, to embark on anything big and important and different. And no matter how much you want it in your heart, that fear still will exist for most people. And yes, you should absolutely go for it regardless and overcome the, the doubts because the goal, if you had it in the first place, you're probably going to be a success at it if you pursue it. The point is that the fear is insipid and it is something you will be completely unaware of and therefore it inspires a lot of unconscious misalignment, like a lot of half-hearted actions or it'll actually create a lazier effort or like you're totally not all the way in it reaching out to the world to to create your success. Like it it basically manifests as a half-investment as opposed to going for your goals full throttle. The key to overcoming this is there are two tools. They're just two words, but it's a way to remember them. Together, they it's observe and confront. And together, observe and confront equals awareness. Because sometimes the part of you that if, that's afraid that's keeping one foot kind of inside the door of your comfy home is one of those things that you completely can't even tell is happening, but it's in making the biggest factor in your success, you. It's not about every, it's not about your talent. It's not about the world. You're stopping yourself, which is, just means you're not moving in any direction. And that's definitely not what you want. I mean, it's definitely not comfort because you're feeling frustrated and ineffective forever. And it's definitely not achieving your goal and going for it. So the first steps in getting to observe this unconscious blocking of self and efforts is to observe yourself and try and see all of your unconscious behaviors. So the observe portion, literally just start to become aware of yourself in the key moments just surrounding career and pursuits of goals. So same thing as before in the love one. Take notes on your iPhone. So if someone is suggesting something that they think will really help you in like the area of your career and you say like, no, I don't think I'll do that. Or maybe you say you will and you don't follow through or you really hesitate to do the thing that they have suggested. Write it down in your iPhone or your whatever, whatever kind of smartphone or non-smartphone you have. Um, And just keep writing notes down, I would say like over the course of a month. And after observing yourself and your behaviors, examine all of the areas that puzzle you or like clearly contradict your aspirations. So you're going to be circling things like inaction or 
things that would be obvious, uh, people offering you help and yet you're not taking it or things that you you know you should do and yet you don't want to. So the next stage is the confront piece of it. And so you're going to examine those question marks and you're going to try and decipher in yourself like you're leaning. Like what is the potential emotional motivation for this? Like literally analyze your own feelings. Like why would I not do that? Am I doing it because I'm lazy? Or am I doing that because I kind of don't want to know what the answer is? Literally, like, just self-analyze and call out to yourself in your journal explanations, like your summation of why you might not be taking these actions. Like, why would you not be fully allowing yourself to jump in? Because if you want this, you're holding yourself back. That's probably fear. It's most likely fear. So you know you can have this goal deep down somewhere. And if it's really calling out the fear, that's the, the tiny little factor that needs to be stopped. That's doable. Once you are aware, you can stop fear. You can notice it and recognize it and then still proceed. Because fear is irrational and it's false. And you logically know that you want this thing. And therefore it's about... Becoming aware of the fear and choosing to go for it despite it. The second kind of fear that a lot of people suffer when it comes to career goals is a fear of finishing. And that can mean a fear of actually having the interview that you've wanted to get at the place you've loved since you were a kid. Or a fear of sending off the first draft of your work. And the fear of finishing is basically... It's a, a lot of different layers to it, but it's a fear of finding out you're not good at this thing you want so much because that means the dream you've had your whole life will potentially be taken away from you. Like maybe you'll find out you don't have what it takes. And the other facet of this is that a fear that your passion project will be gone. And it's like if you've gotten to work, look forward to something for your whole life or you've been fantasizing about this success and then you lose that focus, like it's something that's similar to like a really close friend because you've been working on it every day or you've been thinking about it every day. And so that can be like a very comforting piece of your life. Like you look forward to those visualizations of like this future you'll have. So the same trick applies to these. Both of these, it's the fear that is completely unconscious. So just, I think, become aware that that is a potential in your subconscious and watch for it in yourself. Like, stay completely ears wide open to the potential of your behavior falling into one of those categories. It's all about awareness. Observe, analyze the misalignments, confront the emotions behind them. And when you observe something you're not aligned with and you decide to correct the path, it sometimes is going to be very difficult to push yourself through that action because often you're, you feel like you're just not ready yet or you're not confident yet, and that's fine. Like, you can take your time. But just be completely and, hype, and totally hyper-aware whether or not the motivation is coming from fear. Like, if there are other factors in your life that are not helping you to succeed 
those are fine. Like, I know everyone has to deal with those things, but it should never be something you're afraid of that's stopping you. Even if that's like you're afraid of not having enough money or you're afraid of having to suffer, those are not, those should not be the guiding reasons for you not pursuing a goal. Because this is life. It's life. It's your life. What, what else is the point of your life if not to live your fullest potential? Because you only get one. Of course you should pursue that. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, this, to stay safe and not go for it, like, what's fun about that? That's, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you, but I think it's, of course, worth it. And you can always come back to where you are now. If you're biding your time on pursuing something, let it be for the reasons that you don't you want to do something else. But never let it be because of fear. Because once you move past this part, like once you get over the fear part, you will realize just how easy it was and you feel like superpowered and you think, wow, is that all I was afraid of? That's ridiculous. I can't believe I actually stopped myself. Moving on, part three. Last topic is alignment when it comes to health. I know this is a big one for a lot of people, but it can be a total mystery when you think you're completely acting in alignment with your diet or your, you know, exercise regime, you can't tell why you are not reaching your goals. And there can be a million different factors contributing, but the most powerful solution is to observe and become aware and examine all of the misalignments. Same process on all three, what? So as a starting point, if you are not getting results in your health regime, you are going to take notes in your phone as well. So you're going to basically write down any and all actions, and uh, you're going to just try and circle any and all decisions that are not in alignment with your goals. Having done this myself, it will likely illuminate um, a lot of unconscious behaviors. Like I actually did, uh, I downloaded my fitness pal. That's like a really, I think a really helpful app because it just, it's got all these things loaded into it. It's like, you don't have to write it all down. This is just for like um, the types of foods you're eating. So if you don't want to download that, you can just simply write everything down um, and just make sure to write down all of it and also write down all of your activities and then how long you slept, uh, how long you exercised, level of intensity, all that stuff. Because all of those factors can play a big role. But I think the most universal in all of these cases is the unconscious factors. There's so much we do that is totally unconscious. So this is the starting point. Awareness. So to create the best chances for your own success, you just have to leave nothing to mystery. And once you have an accurate account of your time and your behavior... You can own up to yourself and where you're not aligning with what you want. And you can also just investigate further with like specialists, you know, then you can take it to a nutritionist and say like, what am I doing wrong? Or you can, you know, read a book on the topic, but it's like, you have to really look at all of it at once. I think a lot of the time also when you're acting against the goal of your health, it's because in the moment you actually want something else more like you're a split in your priorities, almost like you have two different minds. 
So there's one part of you that wants to save her life and soothe yourself and be happy and have fun. And then there's the other mind that wants to be totally clean living and healthy and slim and exercise all the time. And what you have to do is connect those two minds together. Like basically sit them down like a couples counselor. Bring them in in broad daylight, sit them across from each other at, at the table when everyone's sober and just call it all out on this piece of paper. Talk to both of them at once because you need to acknowledge both sides of yourself. They're, it's not that one is more you and the other one's not. It's like, yeah, you really want one thing, but you also really want the other thing. And one of the things happens to cause you a lot of pain. I'm guessing like the health one is probably be making you beat yourself up the next day or like feel really badly about being ineffective at achieving that goal. So the solution has to work for both of these minds. It has to be a compromise. It can't be absolute. It can't be just, I'm using ultimate force, social me. Like you better, you better curb yourself or else like that's not going to work it's obviously not worked already because you shut that other mind off when you're being social so you have to compromise in in a way that is actually doable for both of your minds you can't just pretend that one doesn't exist and you have to be honest with yourself about what you are going to be able to implement and the other half of it awareness again so you have to also figure out a plan for yourself that will help you stay aware of your goals in all circumstances so i'm going to go through both those things in an example so let's say you're constantly losing your health goal when it comes to like your hangouts with your friends you go to happy hour everybody's chatting and then you wake up the next day and you're like ah oh, crap ate two baskets of bread and seven whiskey sours or whatever not that much you shouldn't be drinking that much I don't drink that much um but you know what I mean so you are going to think of a tool uh let's say it's a calendar event or an alarm that you are going to set for yourself beforehand like you have to plan for this all of this beforehand in all circumstances Circle all of your problem areas, I guess, when this misalignment is taking place. Um, and then create a plan that you can actually put into action during that circumstance. And uh, I think setting an alarm with a label that is actually written in your voice and says something like, um, I'm going to order this particular item that's something that's healthy, and I'm going to put ice in my beer, and I'm going to keep it to under two beers. Uh, if yeah, that's less than ideal for a diet, but that's way more doable. It's something you might actually do. But the other half of this is like talking to yourself, confronting yourself in those moments via this alarm. Um, the other ways to, to keep the awareness are like in the locations where this uh, misalignment occurs. So like I think putting pictures on the wall that like kind of call out to you your goal or like a wallpaper on like let's say your computer desktop of like you know a photo of yourself and like whatever you know your timeline is and your fitness goals like basically write to you in your own voice in like a nice voice like hey this is what we want remember like call out the the vice you're thinking you're going to succumb to um and once you move from into awareness in that moment you might find that you are, because you're aware, 
you will actually be empowered to choose better. Like if you if you're reminded yourself, like I actually do want to be healthier because you're a united front and you're not blocking out the other half of yourself, you'll feel like better about choosing different things. I think you will have that experience. Um, and I think reminding yourself that these are your highest values is a big thing. Like for myself, when I have uh, an alarm clock set really early in the morning, I think when I write it in a way that's like, you want to go to this class. Like you really want this because it will make you feel better. It's true. Like deep down, it's true. And that is like just the reminder I need to like get to the self that's awake that wants to go to that class. That's not going to be like, but I'm tired. Um, so those are my tools and I hope they helped. I know it was a little bit scattered. I apologize. It's been a long day. Uh, and I know I covered a wide array, but the universal theme the point I'm trying to make is that when you're not getting the results you want in er any area of your life, and that's a sign you should stop and examine why that's happening. Like, just don't keep doing the same thing harder. There's likely a change that needs to take place, and it's likely resulting from something completely unintentional and unconscious. I think most of the time we think eventually something's going to change, but eventually you're just going to waste a lot more energy. So I would say go right to the aggressive solution finding part. Examine, awareness, all that stuff. So I hope this helped. I'm going to send you my love. And if you liked it, please review me on iTunes or write me on SoundCloud or like me on SoundCloud. Any, of, any and all things are awesome and I really appreciate them. Smile, y'all. Yeah.